Hey guys, how's it going? Sunny D here. You are about to, I'm going to just tell you right now, buckle up. You're about to have a good, good, good time listening to this episode of the YFYI podcast. I'm going to go into the salon interviews chapter. It's not love at first sight. I'm going to talk about key things, key points to consider when you're interviewing. And right now in the corona economy with the coronavirus going on, a lot of us might find ourselves back out there interviewing, sharpening up our skills. So hopefully you can take some of these things and put them into play, whether you're doing an interview through Zoom because of social distancing, you're going into a new industry because your industry is gone, your business is gone. There's going to be some tips on this episode to help you. Um, So hopefully you enjoy this live episode of Storytime and the YFY podcast. And now it's time for the podcast. Enjoy. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are now live on the Facebook. We're live on the Instagram. We are live, 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 ready to roll, ready to ready to have some fun here this morning. Fixing my little banner for my peeps over on my peeps over on the gram. How you guys doing? Good morning. I'm Sunny D, and you know what time it is. You know what time it is. It's 9 a.m. I I remembered to unmute myself yesterday for our Facebook peeps. We did the first like 20 minutes. I had it muted, <clears throat> so I <clears throat> so I had to uh, you know a call myself out. I thought that was hilarious, and then b I did hook you guys up. I shared the um, the audio. I shared the podcast. So while I'm doing these lives, I'm I'm doing the podcast, I've got the Instagram, and I've got the Facebook live on Zoom. So we've got all of these channels. All of these channels live with story time. We come here 9 a.m. each and every morning, Monday through Friday. Looks to be the format. This is episode nine, um, story time with Sunny D. What is it about? It's about me coming to you and just sharing some uh, stories, really sharing stories from one of the two books in the YFYI book series. I'm sharing stories right now from your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive in the business of beauty. Um, this one's kind of geared towards people that are just getting started in their career. Or I'm sharing stories from this one, which is your first year in salon ownership. YFYI, your first year in salon ownership. And how these two books came about was me just kind of thinking, let me collect my thoughts. Uh, Maybe I have a few things I've collected over the years. I mean, I've been in the beauty industry not as long as some and a little bit longer than others. I started 2005, I graduated 2005 uh, from beauty school and you know, so going on 15 years this year, celebrating uh, 15 years, but it wasn't until about five years ago that I started to really get in the process of writing and writing these books as tools to help people that are just getting going to help people that you know like me um, were pretty lost you know whether you're you know your first year in the beauty industry and you're just getting started you know in your career and you graduated school and you're like I don't know I don't know what the hell I'm doing Um, that's perfectly fine because that's exactly where I was um, or your first year in, you know, you're you're opening a salon or you're a business, or or right, you just found out you were a business, 
You know, I mean, most of us found out we were a non-essential business if you're in my industry because of the coronavirus, but um, if you're just getting started in salon ownership, there's so much more you don't know. You know, I thought because I cut a lot of hair and I, I did it pretty decently um, that I was qualified somehow to open up a business. And then when I opened that business, I realized real quick um, I wasn't qualified at all. Um, so that was a an eye opener. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun because I'm able to tinker. I'm able to grab that little piece of freedom where I can kind of make my own bed and I get to sleep in it. Um, I can live and die, you know, by my sword. You know, and so that's kind of what what pumps me up to know that I have that option. Um, and then, you know, working with uh, story time, you know, is just another idea. It's another another um, way that I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about doing this. I, you know, wanted to do this, but I never did this, and now I have the opportunity to do it. Um, so now I'm doing it because we all have nothing but time right now. We have nothing but time. You know, we were sitting there. All of us were sitting there. We were wondering, you know, when are we going to get a break? You know, when are we going to be able to um, take a break? When are we going to be able to, you know, have a little vacay, right? And then what happens? You know, March comes, uh, Corona jumps out of nowhere and puts everybody on a furlong, furlough, long vacation. Um, so as we're all on vacation right now, uh, whatever you want to call it, some people aren't going to call it vacation, and yeah, you probably shouldn't, um, but as we're all on this thing, whatever you want to call this thing is, um, this trip, we're you know, having to figure out a lot of different things. We're also getting to test a lot of different things, um, so I'm testing a lot, a lot, a lot right now, and you know, this story time is one of them, but also just you know, the day-to-day -day for me, um, putting in the hours hasn't really changed. If anything, it's increased because I'm finding that I can do a lot more, you know, in, than I thought I could. I'm figuring out what to do with the minutes that I have in the day. I'm figuring out what to do, uh, what to do, how do you generate now revenue? Because now, you know, if you worked with these, right, if your hands were your main two tools and now your hands been put on the sideline, You've got a situation on your hands, <laughs> no pun intended. But the situation on your hands is now you've got to figure out another way to be able to produce. Uh, produce what? Produce revenue. Produce for you. Produce for your family. Um, if you're like you know in my position where you know I have you know four salons in two cities and or in two states across four cities. Um, I've got to figure out not only how to produce for me and mine, but also my team, you know, my extended family. Um, so that's another challenge that I've been working on and I've been sharing just what I'm up to with you guys. I've been sharing, talking about goals. I've been going on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, Zoom. I've been meeting with salons, been meeting with Paul Mitchell schools, been, you know, just trying to do the best that I can to help people. A lot of times when you find that if you're giving and helping and doing, um, then you're you're gonna fill your cup at the same time. Um, yes, you got to be in a position to be able to do that. And I'm not talking about like being a financial position to be able to do that. I'm just talking about being in a headspace to be able to do that. Being in a health space to be able to do that. You know, and, and staying hydrated. I felt a little drained. You know, because I've been pulling some late nights. You know, I'm starting it sometimes. I'm starting at five in the morning. I know. You know, and sometimes I'm not finishing. You know, until you know one or two in the morning. 
if you're going to pull those kind of hours, I'm not recommended and I'm not saying it's required, but you know, there's going to be a, there's going to be some side effects from that. Um, you may have to take a nap, you know, on a day that you didn't expect to, but um, I'm trying to get some things done. I know that if you guys are here with me, you're joining me this, you know, early morning. If this is early for you, I don't know what time you went to bed last night. Um, if you're not on my time zone, it's 9 a.m. here, but if you're in another time zone, you know, if you're, especially if you're on the West Coast, uh, it's what, 6 a.m. over there? Then good morning, good morning, good morning, um, early morning for you guys. Um, so story time, you know, it kind of got birthed out of out of uh, opportunity called this uh, Corona economy where I didn't have to worry about not having the time to do it. I was able to say, you know what, now all I have is time. So why not do it? You know, before it was like, oh, you know, I'm busy, 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 you know, running to all the salons, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. But now we're on lockdown um, and hopefully not for much longer, but we don't know. Um, I'm going to keep on doing story time. You know, if I get through both of these books and I'm out of uh, work there, I'll keep doing it, you know, as long as I can do it. Um, and I'll, I think it's going to have some some permanent fixture. I don't know if it'll be a five days a week thing uh, when when our economy opens back up and we all go back to work. But I think it will have some sort of, you know, consistent uh, fixture in my, in my media plan you know, because I've gotten a lot of you know, good feedback from people, uh, people excited just to, you know, look forward to it, right? To find that sense of like normalcy, people excited to, you know, hear the topic. Um, nine episodes in, you know, we've gone through almost every chapter in the first book. Um, so given, you know, given my spin on, on things and given my, my hot takes. And I think the coolest part about it has been able, has been being able to, um, especially in this unique, you know, environment that we're in right now, this with the Corona economy, to be able to take the information as it was written, you know, now like three, you know, years, four years ago, and when this pro that pro the first book started, but to take that information and then adapt it for the current 2020 Corona economy that we find ourselves in. So that's been probably the the thing I've enjoyed, you know, the most besides like the feedback and the comments and, you know, people reaching out has just been to be able to adapt it and, um, and kind of, you know, edit it in real time, but also it's given me like, almost like it's like a therapeutic thing because I'm going through this information again. And I mean, I don't sit around and read this book every day. Like I wrote it, I go and I speak about it, um, but it gives me an opportunity to go back through it and, and kind of, you know, re reinvigorate like the, the senses and, and kind of the touch points where I was at in those moments. And then I'm like, I'm also seeing then, okay, boom, what's next? I'm seeing like, what is on the other side of this? I'm seeing all these things are popping into my head. Um, so that's fired me up. So I've been having a lot of fun doing it. And hopefully, if you've been coming, I know some of you guys are pretty uh, consistently here. I hope you're having a lot of fun too. Let's take a little sip of my tea. I got a nice hot tea going on. Hot tea with a little honey. Keep the vocals, keep the vocals good. Gotta keep the vocals good. If it works for Mariah Carey, it might work for Sunny D. That's what I'm saying. Um, so as we're looking into today, as I'm looking at the at the chapters, uh, let's see what we got going on over here. I'm gonna pop over 
on the Facebook, say, hey, 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 what's going on? What's up, what's up? If you're over here on the Gram, what's going on? Lydia, Deborah, what's up, what's up? Good to see you again. Social distancing again. Here we are again. Uh, but if you're on, on Facebook, if you're on if you're on Instagram, how you guys doing? And if you have a, um, a copy of the book, then read along. If you don't, then that's all good. You can grab one at some point if you want. Um, but take a couple notes. I want to know like when you write something down, uh, when something like sticks out to you, something that you hear, I want to know uh, what that is. And you can throw that up in comments. Um, you can throw up if you have any um, if you have any questions, you can throw those up in comments as well. Anything you want to throw up in the comments, that'll be cool. I'll be listening. I'll be looking as I'm reading. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's going on, Diane? How you doing? Awesome, awesome. Very cool. So let's talk about where we're at with the chapters. <laughs> we're already in nine episodes. That means nine chapters. There's ten chapters in the book plus an intro, plus a final thought and some case studies. So we are down to one chapter that's left in this first book. So we went through them all and I'm gonna give a, just a quick kind of breeze through what we talked about. In the introduction, I kind of got into my crazy story about stumbling my way through life and eventually ending up in the beauty industry. Um, we got into the first chapter, why is this industry for you? We talked about your why and how important it is to make sure you anchor you know, your dreams, your goals, where you're going to that why. And if that why is not strong enough, that's, that's number one, right? You got to figure that out because if you're willing to abandon your dream and your goal um, and you don't have it anchored properly, it's not anchored to something that's going to pull you through any shit storm that may come like the one we're in right now. So that's what that first chapter is about. Chapter two, that's, oh, that's one of my faves, resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. Uh, I'm working on setting up the live uh, Zoom. I'm probably going to be doing that next week. I'm going to do an online event and I'm going to go just directly at that chapter. I'm going to rebuild the resume of the future. Now, for a lot of us you know, that are out there, um, it might be something you want to tune into because you might find yourself thinking, hmm, yeah, I'm in a non-essential industry. Maybe I'm going to think about trying to like secure myself a little bit better and I'm going to start putting my resume out there. That may be one thing. Some of you might be thinking, well, hmm, I may not have a uh, job to go back to or, I mean, industry. It's not, um, it's not, you know, unfathomable, think unfathomable, however you say that word. It's not, it's not un, unreasonable to think that some industries may not exist after this. So you might be looking to go into another industry by choice or by force, but I'm going to go into that. Uh, that chapter and I'm going to do an online live zoom like I'm doing now where you can come in and I'm going to go through the process of building the resume of what in my head and what I see as a person that hires people and interviews nonstop um, just looking at what I think that resume of the future could look like so that chapter and that live event coming soon 
but yeah, it's one of my one of my favorites. And then chapter three was salon interviews. It's not love at first sight. Um, how to interview a salon owner. Um, chapter four, show me the money. Numbers don't lie. Um, that was an awesome one. Chapter five, the hustle muscle. What's your DNA? Uh, chapter six, networking. Do or die. And we got in. We got heavy in that one too. That was awesome the other day. Um, just getting into how I would network right now, how I'd be networking. I am networking right now. You know, I'm meeting with salons. I'm meeting with people. I'm networking, you know, every single day right now. You know, I'm not just, you know, jumping on Instagram just to kind of keep up with the Joneses or see what people are doing. I don't really, like, that's not the thing, right? The networking chapter that I read the other day, that's something that you could be doing uh, right now in a heavy way especially especially if you're <clears throat> if you're out of work and you don't know if you're going back a and you don't know if the the business is going to be around b and you don't know if you're gonna i mean if there's even going to be a possibility that your industry might just vanish so now's the time to be networking meeting people from other and i was telling you guys over there on on the facebook and i'm telling you guys over here on instagram now is the time to be networking, to reaching out to other people, striking up a conversation. Whether you're doing it through Instagram, whether you're doing it through Facebook, whether you're doing it through Zoom, whether you're doing it through Twitter, whether you're doing it through Snapchat, whether you're doing it through TikTok, I don't give a damn what you're doing it through, but you just gotta be doing it. Um, so I had a lot of fun with that chapter. Um, chapter seven, the goal chapter, set them but don't forget them. Um, chapter eight, mentors versus coaches. I shared some of my mentors and coaches and why you need to have those people. And I talked about my board of advisors, you know, the people on my board of advisors, John Paul, Robert Croming, Steve Jobs, uh, you know, Martin Luther King, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, all these people, some I know, some I don't know. None of them got a damn clue that they're on my board of advisors. But when I'm going through any challenges, if I'm dealing with a situation, the corona economy's on us and everybody's got to, you know, stay inside, put your mask on. This is a whole new world. I can lean on my board that virtual board of advisors and ask them for advice. You know, what would, you know, they do in this situation? What would Phil Jackson do in this situation? What would, you know, Mark, how would Martin Luther King look at this situation? What would they do? So that was all about the mentors. And then chapter nine, we did chapter nine yesterday. Location, location, location. Why bouncing around will ruin your career. Um, that was a good one, and, and that kind of gets into your, your, your level of commitment. You know, a lot of people start something. Everybody starts something, right? But where's the finish? You know, where is the finish? People are real quick to start a new project or start something. I'm guilty of it. I've started, I've started a lot of shit that didn't, I, it didn't pan out. You know, I'm constantly starting shit all every day. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I can't help but think of, you know, ideas. I'm constantly, you know, just in my mind, just kind of creating things, new things, business ideas. What if this? What if that? You know, how does a great idea start? It's asking the question, what if? What if? So I'm constantly thinking up shit and I drive everybody around me crazy because it's like I wake up and I'm like, hey, 
boom. I mean, just in this Corona economy, I'm like, hey, boom, starting, you know, getting the online retail. And I thought about it a couple of years ago, never did it. But now all of a sudden in a few days, I build a, an entire, you know, website out, retail commerce, you know, we're selling products and that's what's keeping us afloat right now. Uh, PMTakeHome.com just popped into my head, popped out of my mouth, and now it's live on the internet ideas right so what if the what if part um, so that's you know the commitment you know coming up with those ideas is one thing but the commitment is where bouncing around is a lack of commitment if you find yourself job hopping there's a lack of commitment there's a lack of understanding there's a lack of are you working for the paycheck or like I said yesterday are you working for the company ask yourself those questions because you go to work for the company, you don't go to work for the paycheck. You know, you'll own the company one day if you go to work for the company. You go to work for the paycheck, you'll get a you'll get a job, you'll get a paycheck, but that's all you'll get. So when you go to work for a company, you end up becoming the owner of the company. When you go to work for the paycheck, you end up getting a paycheck. So it's a mentality, it's a mindset, it's a it's a way of thinking. Um, so that's what that chapter was all about. And then we've got the what if you do make a chapter, which is chapter 10, um, and then some final thoughts. Um, so today, you know, we're going through one chapter a day. I do my opening, and then we'll get into this chapter. Uh, but today what I'm looking at is I'm looking at chapter 3 which is um, interviews with a capital S. And the reason it's got interviews with a capital S is because the subtitle of that chapter is it's not love at first sight. You know, and some of you may be, if you're out of work right now, you may be going back into the job force or the job field whenever it opens. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are hiring right now. Um, we've already hired one person um, since the coronavirus hit, and we've been in this corona economy that I've been talking about. We've hired one person. We did a, you know, we did a Facebook, uh, FaceTime, I'm sorry, FaceTime, right? Boom, interviewed, hired, right? I'm hiring people. I don't need to, you know, let the coronavirus dictate how I'm going to operate my business. Not in today's day and age. Maybe 30 years ago when we didn't have tools. I mean, right now, think about it. I'm streaming over here on Instagram. What up, Graham? Um, talking to you guys on Facebook. What up, Facebook? I'm using Zoom to broadcast it live on my Facebook feed. Where the hell, what the, how the hell would you, and then I'm hiring people, you know, I'm recording, I'm recording a podcast over here. I mean, how are you? And, and to top it off, to top it off, I got CNBC Business News on, on a TV over there streaming. And I got a, I got a, a device over there that I could talk to. Hey Alexa, what time is it? It's 923 a.m. Are you shitting me? Good morning, Sonny. Good morning, Sonny. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? So what excuses do we have? Like that this is the world that we live in. We live in a world where we've got tools, we've got connectivity, we've got access, we've got I mean the only thing that you need is a little courage, right? The only thing you need is a little courage, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of chutzpah to make things happen. And and it's and it's on. Like it and it's on. So that's where, you know, that's what keeps me excited. No, and now 30 years ago, 
you know, this all this stuff is going on, you're probably going to be like, uh, it's called SOL, right? You know what that is? It's shit out of luck because you're not going to be able to connect to an audience. I mean, you know, and that's where that's where when those kind of those pandemics hit, that's where people freak out because 30 years ago, you didn't have the access. We didn't have there were the tools. I mean, to be able to do all this, to be able to build an entire you know, uh, entirely new business, right? You know, 30 years ago, it's like it's you're you're screwed. But now we can do so much more. Now we can do so much more. We've got voice devices. We got screens coming out of our ass. We've got, you know, whether it be your phone. And I mean, most people have a smartphone. Think about that. Especially if you're here now. If, if you're, you know, maybe in a country where you don't have a smartphone, you know, you're pro- it's probably on the way. But a lot of people, even in countries that may not have as much, have some kind of device that's got some kind of connection to the outside world or the internet. You know, this is the world that we're living in. It's unprecedented. And so there's no reason why, if you're sitting at home right now, which we all are, wondering what your next move is, um, that you don't have like not just the next move, but the next move, the next move, the next two to three moves. Um, they're out there, guys. They're out there. And hopefully I've been I've been getting you guys, you know, getting you guys fired up and thinking about like, yes, I do have some moves. I do have some options. I'm not I'm not crippled. I'm not, you know, I'm not handicapped. If you have your health, you have your wealth. You just have to be creative and find it. You just have to be willing and able. Right, and I've been talking about that all week. You know, I'm willing and able. I'm willing and able. And as long as you're willing and able, right, you've got your health. If you're on here watching, you know, you got access to an internet connection. That means you have access to the world. You have access to that company. You have access to that CEO. You have access to that job opportunity. You have access to the world. Um, so we're gonna get into this chapter, Salon Interviews. It's not love at first sight. Um, the reason I wrote this chapter was really to help you know, people that are getting started or just getting out there to go into an interview and not just be an interviewee, but learning how to be an interviewer. Because you have to you have to interview um, that salon, right? You have to interview uh, that salon owner. You have to, you have to, there's certain questions that you're gonna need to understand, like they need to be asked, they need to be talked about. There's certain things that you're gonna need to say and do but you have to be willing to do those things. A lot of people, when they come into the the interview, they're they're sitting there and they're just like there. They're existing in the interview, but they're not like participating in the interview. And if you're gonna go into an interview, um, I want you to think like, what do you wanna get out of that interview? And so when I wrote this chapter, that's really kind of what it was about. It's like, what do you wanna get out of the interview? What's your What's your goal? What are you trying to get out of the interview? Um, what do you need to ask in the interview? I mean, how to become an interviewer. So that's what this chapter is about. Salon interviews, it's not love at first sight. And if you're not in a salon, I know I got a lot of people on here in a lot of different fields. You could take the word salon out because this book, again, is a business book, getting your career jump started. Not necessarily it only works in salons. It works in business, period. So if you're going into an interview, I want you to think about some of these things. So here we go, chapter three. And as all chapters in the book start off, we start off with a quote. 
stock of some of that pumpkin spice tea. All right, so sometimes the heart sees what is invisible to the eye. H. Jackson Brown Jr. Salon interviews. It's not love at first sight. Yep, you got it right. This is a chapter on interviews. Interviews with a capital S. When are you going to start? What are you going to say? Where do you go? What do you do? Many people think it is love at first sight, and I am here to tell you it is definitely not. Getting hired at the first salon you interview is kind of like marrying the first person you date. You would never think about doing such a thing. It is ludicrous. Well, it is the same with salon interviews. I know when I was in school, I was thinking about salon interviews and I was hearing about salon interviews. But the problem was, I was not doing salon interviews. If you already finished school and you are reading this, and you have not done any interviews, then you are behind the ball. If you are in school and you are reading this, start interviewing right away. Now, I know what you are thinking. Uh, what do you mean start right away? I have no experience. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just started school for crying out loud. My recommendation remains the same. Start right away. The sooner you start, the sooner you can qualify or disqualify different suitors. It is like dating. You're going to date probably more than one person before you find the one. As you are going on these dates or interviews, I want to give you some key questions and tips I think will make your salon interviews a success. I know you have all these great questions in your head. Have you, have you heard about good questions to ask and have you probably maybe Googled some questions to ask? The challenge for most is having these questions written down. Again, I've done a great deal of interviews in my time and I did not notice that being the case in most interview scenarios. When people show up, sometimes they are empty-handed with no notebook, let alone having any questions written down. You will most likely think about questions that you have on your way home from the interview. They are going to hit you on your way as you're driving away or walking out the door and it's going to be too late. So have your questions and make sure you write them down. I would recommend at least five questions. You may have to force yourself to ask them. I'm going to give you some of the key ones uh, that I think are the key ones. Now, I'm going to jump in here for a second. It seems like, oh yeah, like, but I'm telling you, 2020, 2019, 2018, I've been a salon owner operator for 10 years. And um, we're talking, I don't know, thousand interviews. I don't know. No, I've never had like people, they're not, people don't show up with, here's my questions written down. They don't have to be anything fancy. Like, it's not like you're handing them to anyone. You've got it, right? You've got it. You've got the questions. They're on your, um, on your phone, right? At least I like written down because then you could write the answers. And if, I mean, some people can type without looking at their phone, but a pen, a paper, a notebook, have some questions written down. It seems so uh, trivial. It's a small thing, but it's actually a huge thing. And it's those little things that make the big difference. So write your questions down. Back to the book. 
Actually, these are some of the ones that I never hear, which I am pretty surprised by. Now, as you are looking at these questions, you can start to formulate your own. But these are some of the key ones you're going to want to know when you are interviewing. I want you to know it is a two-way street. Not only is the salon interviewing you, you are interviewing the salon or the whatever place you may be applying at. You should be interviewing the salon to see what kind of suitors they may be because I am sure there are things you have in mind that you want and things that you do not want. Just like dating, you have questions in mind and you have things that you will not tolerate. Sometimes we end up in relationships and before we know it, we are in way too deep dealing with things we would never put up with. Since we never wrote it down and it was never made clear by asking questions in the first place, we struggle to figure out who takes what, who keeps the dog, and so on and on and on. When you go into an interview, here are some of the key questions you should ask. Number one, continuing education. This seems to be a hot topic. What is the schedule of continuing education and how often does the salon train? I have heard stories and have had stylists tell me that the salon they are interested in has continuing education. But what does it look like? Does that mean once a week, once a month, once a year? You want to know the schedule. So what is the schedule for continuing education at your salon? Number two, career path. What does your career path look like? Meaning, what are my opportunities for promotions? What are the different levels and requirements for, for a promotion? What can, be, what can you be expected to receive from a promotion? These are great questions to ask because sometimes a salon will make things up on the fly. I'm sorry, but I know that a lot of salons that are open by a frustrated former stylist who have not decided to commit to any form of career path or systems, and now all of a sudden, they're out there hiring. I know if I'm a stylist going into a salon, I not only want the answers to these questions, but I also want to see everything in writing. Now, is it too forward for you to ask to have these answers in writing? I don't think so. I actually think if you're in the right scenario and you're interviewing the right salon owner, they would be more than forthcoming to show you an example, whether it be in an operations manual or some other form. The key is that it is written somewhere you can see it and see it exists. Once you start, it's very hard to stop and regain this ground. So we're talking about systems. If you've worked in a company, a business, if you, you know, any, any like established legit company needs to have some kind of system. So system is a system, something it's written down, a policy, a procedure. This is the step, how we do this, how we do that. So having systems in place and you want to know that. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, you're dating and, and, and you don't know anything about the other person. And when you start to get, you know, closer, you want to know, like, you know, what's, what do you have in place? What don't you have in place? What do you need help with? What do I need? Like, you want to know it's the same thing. Because if you're trying to find, you know, a career, we talked about that yesterday, not just a job. You want to make sure you're vetting and asking these questions so you can get the information. So systems written down, it's a key thing. 
Back to the story. Number three, pay. I cannot tell you how many times I have been in an interview and the subject of pay never comes up. I can't tell you how many times because it's like a hundred, I could, probably could tell you, it's probably like a hundred percent, right? People get weird about it. Like, oh, do I get paid here? I don't know, what do I say? Like people get weird when it comes to pay. It's like you're getting paid, right? It's okay to ask how it works. Um, it's not, it does, it's not a, you know, contrary to popular belief, it's not like a, uh, 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 a, a bad, you know, ooh, you shouldn't talk about that because people can think all, all you care about is, you know, the money or something like, no, it's okay to, to have that conversation. You're a professional, they're a professional company asking that it's, it's not a prop. Oh, what's going on, girl? Alicia, what's up? So asking, asking those questions are key. All right. So let's get back to the story. So I cannot tell you how many times I've been in an interview and the subject of pay never comes up. Now, I'm not saying you're going to understand everything about pay and we'll walk and we will talk about the ways to get paid in the upcoming chapters. Remember the chapter we went over hustle muscle and um, and we talked about the money, but at least knowing what are the starting points? How do we get paid? When do we get paid? What do we get paid? These are things you definitely want to ask. You are not going to want to wait until you get home and you're so excited because you think you got the job and you know then your mom says, oh, that's great. Uh, how much are you getting paid? And you have no idea, no clue. So it's okay to ask in an interview, how much will you be getting paid? A couple other key points when you're going in to an interview will involve what you're going to wear. You have to remember, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So you want to dress to impress. That should be your attitude everywhere you go as a beauty industry professional. Or, I'm going to jump in here, not in the book, or a professional period, right? I don't care what you do. I mean, dress up. Dress, you know, look the part, as they say. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Even if you're going to the mailbox, right? This is the current, we're in the corona economy. We're on lockdown. I'm still doing my hair. Right, I got my my shit's on point, right? Because I'm gonna see you guys at live at you know live at nine. I'm gonna see my team live at five. You know I gotta go to the mailbox, right? I'm mailing out my packages. You know if I have to go to the, I mean and, and it makes me feel good, right? I look put together. You right? You catch you ever catch a side eye out of the you know see yourself in the mirror. I mean it's just one of those things like dressing up. It feels good, but if you're going into an interview, you gotta turn it up. You gotta, sh you gotta turn it up a lot. Well, I don't, you know, I don't wear, you know, whatever. I, I don't care, it doesn't matter. Like you have to step it up because that first impression, as soon as they see you, as soon as, you know, that's it. I see people more dressed up to go to the club than to go to the salon interview. And the club ain't gonna get them shit except caught up in, you know, in some, in some drama probably, uh, a bill at the bar, you know, sore feet. Uh, people grime groping all over you. I mean, yeah, you get so pumped and dressed up for that, right? But then you go to an interview and you don't step it even up further. Like that's got to be a big thing. So I want you guys just keep that in mind as you're going out there. I mean, even if you're doing Zoom interviews, like I'm interviewing right now. I mean, you're you're only maybe people can only see you from you know the waist up. Make sure that 
top half looks on point. You know, for the guys, you know, shave, groom your facial hair, you know, check your brows, you know, ladies, makeup, hair, you know the deal, dress it up. And so that's a, that's a big thing. You know, I had, I had a couple of people, you know, show up and uh, I was, it was like, that's a rough one. I was like, if this is the best they got, it's only going downhill from here. You know, so think about that because that's what the owners are thinking about. That's what the person interviewing you is thinking about, especially if you're in an industry where you're, you know, consumer facing, customer facing, you're face to face with people. I mean, even if you're in a call center, I mean, you could still dress up, you know, for the people around you, for your for your leadership to see like, you know, that's leadership. You know, you look the part. Do you own this place? Has anybody ever said that to you where you work? That's a great indicator that you're dressing up for success. So back to the story. So that should be your attitude everywhere you go as a beauty industry professional. You would be surprised how many people show up in faded clothes, unkempt hair, no makeup, or just not looking the part. When you show up to an interview, you wanna make sure you are wearing and looking your best. You wanna make sure your hair is done. There's no room for error. Your wardrobe, your makeup, down to your shoes, everything must look great. That will be the lasting impression, which will be the first impression you make on the person that is interviewing you. Another key point is arrival. You wanna arrive, so this is like number five, right? You wanna arrive early, early to an interview. If the interview is scheduled to start at 2 p.m., you wanna be at least 15 minutes early, maybe 30 minutes. Anything beyond that may be a little bit excessive. If you arrive 15 minutes early, that speaks volumes to the person interviewing you. It shows that you are serious about employment and that your career means a lot to you. Now, what if you arrive to the salon and there's no one there? That's okay, but the fact that you are there will stand out. So make sure you arrive early, give yourself enough time, make sure you have enough gas, and know the directions. If it is somewhere foreign or you are new to the area, I would recommend you drive the route the day before so you know exactly where you are going, so there's no slip ups in the morning. I always like to think about building 15 minutes of just in case time on the day of the interview. Like, here's the deal, right? You're, if you're in a city, right, I'm in Tampa, if you're in Tampa and you're going to interview at a place, it, it may be in Tampa, I'm just saying. You, most people like work where they live, right? So what's stopping you from doing a little recon? You know, in the military we call it a recon. You kind of go check things out, see what's going on, you know, check the area. What's stopping you from doing a little recon the day before, drive into the place, so at least then you know where it's at, how to get there, oh, that's a one-way, or if I have to get on the highway or not. Like, don't don't be that person that's, you know, rolling in, oh, yeah, uh, it was a little weird. I've never been out here in the traffic and blah, 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 blah. That's, that's loser, man. That's like, if I'm listening to that, I'm just thinking to myself, in my head, now, I'm just being honest with you guys. I'm like, okay, here we go. One of those. Uh, how long is this? Can we make this quick? You know, so it's one of those things where being on uh, on that side of the, the fence of like, I'm going to make sure I know where it's at. I want to get there early. No, I'm not leaving any room for error. Things, you know, Murphy's Law, right? What can go wrong will go wrong. Shit's going to happen. 
Something's gonna people in the traffic, this, that, and the other. So you need to be ahead of that. You need to be ahead of that. So I want you to be thinking about that. 15 minutes of just in case time. All right, so this is like number six. The next important key, staying late. Just because the interview is scheduled for 30 minutes, let the interviewer tell you, the interviewee, when it's time to go. They will have a way, whether it's through body language or wrapping it up with a statement like, all right, we are all set, or something to that effect to let you know it's time to go. You want to stay as long as possible. Many times during the formality part of the interview and all of the Q&A is done, when all the Q&A is finished, some of the actual other information that happens post-interview is just as valuable. It is just as important as the interview itself. So when possible, stay late. Another thing to remember during an interview is to take notes on that pad and with that pen you had where you had those questions written down. Take notes, right? Take notes, write things down. Going back to arriving empty-handed, not a good look. Show up with a notebook, a pen that works, and take notes diligently on everything that is being said. You can write your questions down. This is a great way to present your questions. Take notes, whether big or small points. Make sure you are taking notes and documenting. It shows that you are serious, committed, and you are willing to learn from the person interviewing you. I mean, why are you, I mean, you're going there and you're obviously, if it's a new career, or you're changing jobs, then you're going to need to be open, right? You're going to be open to learning, open to coaching, open to feedback, and that already signals that to that person. And that gets around, right? What kind of person are we looking for here? All right. This is like number seven. The next key is something that I notice often with new generational workers, new beauty industry professionals going in, young or old. Hold on one second. All right, new professionals going in, uh, new generational workers, young or old. I noticed this being a very big void. The void that I'm speaking of is the ability to follow up. Not just follow up, but follow up persistently. Follow up persistently. One of my mentors has always said that the fortune is in the follow up. There are a few key things that I like to think about when it comes to following up. When you are following up with somebody, the first rule of thumb is that you continue to follow up until someone dies. Did you hear that? Till someone dies. It's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Uh, should I reach out? Yeah, you reach out one time, you're done. No, follow up until someone dies. That's right, dies. Back to the story. I can think of stylists in my organization that would not be a part of my organization had it not been for their persistence in following up. I'm talking about following up to the point where I almost wanted to get a restraining order on them. That is how much they followed up. They did not uh, wait around until I got back to them. Let's talk about that. So you decided there's a salon you're interested in. You send them an email. You send them an email one time and you don't hear back from them, uh, not in a day, not within a week, and you get offended. 
Well, they didn't email me back. They must not be interested, you say to yourself. Here's my recommendation on that. If you are attracted to a company that is growing and you email either the decision maker or the owner, whoever that person may be, hopefully they are growing. If they are growing, they're extremely busy. So don't take it as a sign of them not wanting to talk to you or not being interested in you. I said that I said that this is like dating, but not dating. This is not a sign that they do not want to talk to you. So, like, here's the deal, guys. People get, you know, they get their feel, they get their feelings hurt, right? They, oh, I didn't hear, I didn't hear back. It's like dating, but it's not dating. It's not, you know, oh, they don't like me. They're not gonna love me. Like, no, you gotta follow up. You gotta follow up. You're going after it, right? So if you're going after it, you have to follow up. Back to the story. This is not a sign that they do not want to talk to you, so definitely do not take it personal. Take it as they are extremely busy. Maybe they're working on growing their company. Maybe they're fielding a lot of different inquiries. You need to keep uh, on following up with them. This has worked for me in any endeavor I have faced. I will never take it personally, and I will follow up with email after email after email. Could it get annoying? Yes, it could. But I do not stop following up until I hear a reply. No, I don't. How much is too much? Until someone dies. You guys get that over there, Graham? Till someone dies, right? That's how much is too much. Till someone dies. So that is something you need to commit to. Following up. One of the other parts about following up is that you have to be frequent. That frequency is what is going to trigger them to think about you. You need to stand out. Sending them one email a day is not too much. I had someone send me an email every single day for a week, and now that person is one of the top money earners in the company. In the beginning, I was a little annoyed, yes. I wish they would have left me alone, you know, but who do you think I thought of when we were short-staffed? It was that person. It was the only person because they had gotten in front of me so many times I immediately thought of them. The last part of following up is to be creative. You want to find different ways to get in front of them. Whether you are using social media, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, house, I don't care what it is. Whether you're using social media, uh, sharing a picture, tagging them in a post, or sending an email or letter. Your mission is to follow up until someone dies. The last part I will share when it comes to salon interviews is verifying what you hear. You need to be able to understand what you, are what you are taking notes on. So what I'm going to recommend is to repeat back what you hear. If it is a question about career path, training, or education, and they tell you we train once a month, and you repeat back to them, so you train once a month, is that correct? Then they confirm that, or they say, no, we train every other month. You want to make sure that you, that you are repeating back what you're hearing. You want to confirm and verify what you hear. That is a skill that is sorely missing in salon interviews. Finally, when it comes to interviews, remember it is not love at first sight. Start early, interview often, and by doing so, you will find the salon that you truly want to begin your career at. So, salon interviews, guys. I don't care if it's a salon interview. If you're not in the beauty industry, it's interviews, period. 
when you're putting yourself out there like a lot of you guys are right now, you're going to be putting yourself out there or maybe you've already put yourself out there or maybe you need to put yourself out there because the corona economy done stole your job. Um, you're going to need to use this skill. You're going to need to use um, those things that I just read about in that chapter. You're going to need to use those skills. Um, and those skills are not, they're not, you know, the salon interviews. Like, like I said, take out the word salon. I got people on here, um, lawyer, chiropractor, um, nurse, teacher, um, hairstylist. I see all kinds of, you know, professions on Instagram and on Facebook and on Zoom. So the thing is, being in a interview is an interview. It doesn't matter if it's for a salon. Doesn't matter if it's for I don't, I don't care what it is. Use those use those tips. Um, use those approaches. Make sure those those key points that we went over. Uh, make sure you show up. You know you've got the tools ready. You've got the questions ready. You got the notebook ready. You got the pen and it works ready. You're looking better than you've ever looked before. Not thinking well. If I go to the club, I'm gonna I'm gonna really put it on. No, if you go to the club, right, you put it on. So if you go to an interview, you really put it on. So that's the kind of attitude you got to take into an interview because you're not trying to find a job. Remember that you're trying to find a career partner. You're trying to find you're trying to come into a place and you're trying to find a potential career partner, a place for you to build a foundation, a place for you to grow, a place for you to mature as a professional, as a person, and if it's a craft, as a craftsman, whatever it is you're doing. So I want you to approach it like that, you know, take that mentality in there. Um, so that was our chapter three for today for story time. So hopefully you guys got some takeaways. Um, hopefully you guys are hanging in there. You know, I know this uh, this Corona economy has been a challenge. Trust me. You know, it's for me. You know, having you know four different you know salons that all close and and people spread out over two different states and trying to figure out how we're gonna make money. It's like, you know, we gotta hustle, right? We gotta hustle. We gotta get creative. Um, pretty much everything that I've been doing, I've been sharing with you guys on Storytime. I've been sharing it with Zoom. I've been post uh, posting it on whether it be my Instagram. Stories, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, uh, podcast, and I've been putting it out there. Um, if there's anything um, that I can do for any of you guys, you know, reach out to me, uh, message me, throw it in the comments, throw it in the DMs, uh, let me know what's going on. Uh, be on the lookout for the the resume building uh, class I'm going to do, where I'm going to go through how to build the resume of the future. I'm going to do it live on Facebook next week. Um, what else is going on? we got story time tomorrow. It's Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. We'll be right here. Um, we've got some other cool events I'm going to talk about tomorrow coming up. Uh, we're doing online. We're having a little party on Sunday night. You guys can all come to. Uh, we're going to be doing it live on Facebook, on Zoom. and um, It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll give you some more details on that tomorrow. Um, so other than that, guys, hopefully you guys are having a great morning. Hopefully you're staying safe. Hopefully your family is staying safe. Um, we're going to keep moving. Uh, we're going to get through this. Trust me. Uh, when we come back, I want you guys, and, and that's a big thing with story time. I'm trying to give you guys some tools to get you armed and ready. So you're poised and you're sharpened and you know, you're not just like, okay, now what? You know, my company's gone. Now what do I do? Uh, my, my business didn't hire me back. Now what, I'm, now what am I going to do? Or my business can't even get reopened. Now what am I going to do? I want you to be stuck thinking, you know, you know, you know, in, in what they call uh, analysis paralysis mode, I want you to be thinking. You know what? I got some tools I picked up. I got some. I got some. I'm putting them into action now. 
not waiting till May 1st, or if it doesn't open on May 1st, then you're freaked out again. I'm talking about now on April 16th, today. You know, what could you put into place today instead of waiting? You know, the, the, the waiting and hoping is not a method for success. Waiting and hoping and praying and holding your breath and crossing your fingers, that's not a, that's not a, a tool that's going to help you um, and get you uh, where you need to go. So put these things in play. Um, I'll see you guys back tomorrow morning. Uh, bring a friend, tell a friend, and uh, come on, come on back. We're gonna have some fun tomorrow morning. Going through another story on Story Time. So Instagram, you guys have been great. I'll see you soon. Uh, check out the uh, follow up if you need to see the video. It'll be on my Facebook feed. Also, the podcast will go up pretty much immediately. Your first year in. Dot com where you can find out any resources. You can check out both of the books on there. Um, check those out, yourfirstyearin.com. I'm still giving away t-shirts. I've given away, I think, like 10. So if you haven't gotten your t-shirt yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, you get this. It's limited, limited edition. Let me move the mic. Limited edition, I heart. Y-F-Y-I, I heart, Y-F-Y-I, limited edition, swaggy swag, swagtastic, ladies fits, men's fits, they're free, you just pay five bucks for shipping and handling and I'm going to pack it up in a beautiful little envelope and package it up and send it to your house. So grab one of those, um, all the details are in the post on my Facebook uh, the promo code you put in, Storytime W for the women's shirt, Storytime M for the men's shirt. Um, but you can get those YFY swag on the website, uh, podcast, yfypodcast.com. Pretty easy. So that's what I got, you guys. Thanks for hanging out this morning for Storytime with Sunny D. And I'll catch you on the next one. Hey guys, Sunny D here again. Hopefully you guys got a lot of takeaways. I could almost hear your pens on the paper. I know you were scribbling down all those points and those things are just things that I've seen over the years. Uh, being a great interviewee is one thing, being a great interviewer is another thing, but understanding the exchange and what's gonna go down in an interview and getting the most out of it that was really my goal with that chapter. Um, that was really my goal um, with interviews, talking about the different ways to approach and the way to set yourself up for success. So hopefully you feel better about going out there um, for your next interview and you're a little bit sharper. Um, so thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. For all podcasts, go to yfyipodcast.com. And you can find all the links to listen on any devices you'd like. And you can look at all the show notes and all the other contacts and ways you can stay in touch. And anything for book-related inquiries, just go to yourfirstyearin.com. You can get all of the books there. Um, the promos are still going on. PMTS FP, 20% off of the books. Still have some free t-shirts. Um, you can find out all those details as well. And if you want to join live, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. On my Facebook page, there will be a live stream happening for story time as well as on Instagram. I'm at SunnyD1.0. So thanks for tuning in to the YFY podcast, guys. And remember, this is the place you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again.
So thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.